Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book creators Dylan Mislowick and Greg Moquin about what comics they were taking to a solar storm reset apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, where you can read comic news and become part of a comic community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more, be sure to visit comicscene.org. On a side note, if you enjoy the show today, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will let me know that you liked it, but believe that helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Dylan Mislowick and Greg Moquin. How's it going? Doing good. Excellent, excellent. And uh, what have you both been up today? Uh, working hard. <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> and sleeping as well. So, so, so where are you both based? Uh, I'm based in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm in upstate New York. Nice, nice. Um, and yeah, uh, for those that don't know, uh, most of you do know, I'm in, I'm in southern England. So um, we're all over the shop. <laughs> today um but that's the uh, that's the beauty of um recording uh on the on the internet uh now um it's a real pleasure to to have you both on um because i've i've kind of you know been aware of of seeing over comics um for a while um but uh tell us a little bit about how what how and what you do in the world of comics <laughs> Greg, you go. So I write comics and uh, run Kickstarters and uh, got a platform and all that other stuff, help other creators, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> if you can tell, he's not the marketer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, basically we're a comic book publishing company uh, as well as a host of several dozen, if not over a hundred comics from other creators around the world. Uh, we actually have some around your neck of the woods. Uh, but basically we started off by wanting to create our own comics and realizing that uh, it was going to be very financially painful to be printing comics before you sell them. So why not start digital? So we, we design, you know, full length comics rather than webtoons, like, you know, like where it's like just a couple of pages uh, but we started off on the digital platform and then we use Kickstarter to fund the printing of comics. And now we run Kickstarters, we help others run Kickstarters, and uh, we host people's comics on our website. And soon we're looking to actually help others publish their comics. Amazing. Awesome. Um, and you also have an upcoming digital comic con. Correct. As well, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Basically, uh, in 2020, when the whole world was shut down, uh, we were like, hey, that's crazy. Like all the Comic-Cons got canceled. Uh, what should we do? Like to, like since there's clearly people that want to go to those things. So we decided to have a virtual Comic-Con, but we didn't know when to hold it. And we realized that essentially right after Thanksgiving, other than like going Black Friday shopping, people don't do anything. They kind of just veg out on their couch. So we're like, why not host a virtual Comic-Con that weekend? Because no one else is doing anything. 
And so we did that in 2020. We did one last year in 2021, and we plan on doing it again this year, uh, uh, the three days following Thanksgiving. Perfect. And for for international listeners, when are those exactly? The, yep. The 20, I, was, I was looking up the dates right as you were saying that. The 25th, the 26th, and the 27th. So essentially uh, Black Friday, and then we end before Cyber Monday. That way. Awesome. And what's the, what's the best way to access the digital Comic Con? So uh, you can go through. Uh, we're, it's kind of complicated this year because this year we're actually going to be trying to broadcast on different networks, different things. So like when you go to a regular convention, there's like a bunch of hallways. You can walk in and go to different panels and there's the artist alley and things like that. And we wanted to try to emulate that this year. So what we're going to attempt to do, if we can get enough slots filled out, if not, we'll hold it the same way we did last year, which is one channel uh, or one stream across multiple channels. But this year, what we would like to do is have our panels hosted on Facebook Live. Our artist alley would be hosted on Twitch. And uh, the live events would be hosted on YouTube. So if we have performers, like last year we had a stand-up comedian, I'd love to get like a band to play, things like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the objective. And all of those can be found, you know, youtube.com slash Comics, twitch.tv slash Comics, facebook.com slash Comics. Amazing. Perfect. And of course, all those links will be in the show notes, folks. So feel free to, to click through to all of those various areas and you can uh, follow Sinova, um here, there and everywhere. Um, now, um, having said all that, um, I do have a little bit of bad news and it's, it's quite bad timing for a digital comic con, but um, a solar storm reset has just hit Earth, basically, which means that, yeah, all, all electrics are out. <laughs> so not ideal for a digital con. Um, so my, my question for you is what is your action plan for survival? Greg, you go first. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, use that. I, what, I forgot what it was called. It's like to protect you from like EMPs and stuff like that. There's A Faraday cage. That. I would just use that and, uh, protect what I need in there. And, uh, yeah. Everything else is basically trashed. But <laughs> <laughs> but at least you can watch some DVDs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff on an external hard drive or whatever. <laughs> nice. Well, for me, for me, uh, luckily, I, I collect a lot of information in the form of books, so I won't be losing access to that. And specifically, I actually just grabbed them because I wanted to remember which ones they were. There's four specific books I would I would bring with me, um, like if I was going to travel. So I, I got plenty of books on business, but a lot of those have to deal with using the internet. And if we get a solar flare, that's gone. So a lot of that stuff's useless. So the four books that I just picked up uh, off my shelf, the first one would be Bushcraft 101 by uh, Dave Canterbury. Essentially, it's like How to Survive in the Wilderness. Uh, the next one would be 100 Deadly Skills, the Survivor Edition by Clint Emerson. And the whole reason I'd get that is specifically because, you know, there's got to be crazy people who want my stuff and I got to make sure I can keep my stuff. And then just because I might want to help rebuild society, two other books that I have, one that one is called The Physics of Everyday Things by James Cacalios. And then uh, the other one is Stuff Matters. And it's just basically about some of the stuff that's in our world and understanding it better. A lot of physics stuff, but these are all, you know, nonfiction books about 
survival. So that's what I'd be bringing with me. <laughs> nice. Um, and then where, where are you going to be hunkering down? Where am I going to be hunkering down? I'm probably going to stay right where I am in Nashville. I'm in a pretty good, solid spot. Um, I'm not near the ocean, so I don't have to worry about warships coming up anytime soon. I'm pretty far, pretty far inland, so I don't have to worry about tanks coming my way. Uh, and I have access to a large enough river for travel. Um, we are close to farmland, so yeah, I'd probably stay right here. <laughs> nice, nice. And how about you, Greg? Are you just staying put in your Faraday cage? <laughs> yeah, I'll just stay in there. <laughs> nice nice excellent well i tell you what so in in this new world um we basically have to kind of revert back to letters won't we um at least for a while um and so you both start writing to each other um just to keep in touch you know what's going on like um, Greg, you know what what DVD box sets you've actually been watching recently, <laughs> and what what you've been farming and fishing and and all sorts. Um, and then the uh, the letter correspondence move on to comics, of course. Um, and you go back and forth uh, with your letters uh, that are delivered by by horse to begin with. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, the the first question that you ask each other is, "What's the first comic you remember enjoying?" Greg, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, uh, spectacular Spider Man, because. Um, but the one where uh, Eddie Brock actually, you know, becomes Venom. That, that one's awesome. So, yeah, that one. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, and 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 how did you first come across that, Greg? Uh, I went to a comic book store, and that's the first one I saw. That was like, I want this one. Um, awesome. And how old were you? Um, I wasn't that young. I think I was like probably twenty, maybe. Okay, yeah. Um, so you were quite uh, relatively late to comics. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like super into comics. Um, we can talk about that a little later. Uh, and yeah. I'm mostly I'm involved with indie comics. Like I, that's all I read now. So nice, excellent. And how about you, Dylan? Uh, for me, the first one. I, so I know I read plenty of comics before this, um, but it was. Uh, the one, the first one I remember reading is Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, and technically I read the graphic novel of the collection of comics. Um, but yeah, ba- basically, when I was younger, I had a barber down the street from my dad's house, and that's where I used to get my haircut like every other week. And he had a bookshelf um, there, and basically every time I went to get my haircut, it was me and my brother, so I always had to wait for at least one haircut. Uh, and yeah, I used to just pick up those comics and read them all the time. And it's funny cause like, I don't have a really good memory of that time. Meaning like, I just don't remember all the comics that I read, but you know, that's where I got mm-hmm. introduced to, you know, like the fantastic four X-Men, uh, you know, Deadpool, Spider-Man, like a, a bunch of those comics that were there. Um, a lot of, it's funny cause all of, a lot of his comics were all Marvel, but my dad was a DC fan and that's why the Batman. So yeah, it was definitely a, uh, an interesting it, uh, it's interesting that that's the first one I remember, even though I am a Marvel fan over DC and I read more Marvel than DC. That's the first one I remember is the uh, Frank Miller Batman. 
<laughs> Excellent. Um, and and when was it when you kind of decided to to go about setting up Cianova? Uh, that was 2017. So basically, mm. uh, I actually had no intention of creating a comic book company. Uh, I, I'm a marketer is what I do. And essentially, I used to work as an engineer. And while I was trying to do a side hustle of marketing, I'm on Craigslist looking for you know work to do. And I found someone looking for graphic design. It turns out what he meant to write was comic book illustrator. But nonetheless, I ended up uh, discussing with Greg. I'm like, oh, like, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no illustrator, but, you know, I could, I don't know, make you a logo for your company or something. And that would have been 2016 mm-hmm. that we first started chatting. Uh, and then, yeah, I think it was roughly a year later, uh, you know, we'd become friends. He had moved to Florida. He moved back from Florida back to New York, where I used to live as well. Uh, and then essentially uh we were like hey like let's make some comics <laughs> nice excellent um and then yeah it's, it looks like you guys have kind of you know gone from strength to strength ever since um and uh yeah certainly keeping yourselves busy <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> for sure that's awesome excellent um and and what what hopes do you have for the future Greg, um, so I've been saying this like to uh, this one guy I work with like every day when I'm at work. Um, I despise the post office with like a burning passion, and <laughs> I actually like I get Kickstarter stuff in the mail all the time. Sometimes it's like messed up. Um, there's a hair in my mouth. Sometimes it comes fine. But uh, I actually want to create a shipping kind of thing like what Amazon has without um, not giving people bathroom breaks and mm-hmm. uh, actually ship Kickstarter stuff and just mail in general for like comic creators and whoever else. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things yeah. I want us to do is to actually have the ability to right. ship out stuff to people like all over the place. Um, I would like probably a physical building. Uh, for Sierra Nova, more like a co-worker space. Um, it yeah. changed a little bit from after like COVID became a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I actually wanted people to be there, but I know that you, you don't need to be there in order to still work. So remote yeah. work is fine. Um, and uh, just put out way more comics. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, all, all the power to and all the best best of luck um for, for for all of those you certainly got a, a good um good foundation on which to build on um now going back to your letter correspondence between the two of you um what's the funniest comic that you've read uh i know for me like i i definitely like i, I think i mentioned like I, I read a bunch of comics as a kid i, I barely remember any of them, which is funny i think kind of similar to greg a lot of my uh, experience with comics was actually more in the film of those comics. You know, uh, there's like, uh, what's it called? Like even blade, like I used to love blade, didn't even know it was a comic for the longest time, things like that. Mm. But for me, the, the, I, I do remember there's a specific comic. I don't remember what it's called. I don't remember the name. All I remember is that venom and carnage were in it. And it was some, like, it was probably some sadistic joke that carnage was making 
And that's like one of the like few times like reading a comic that I laughed out loud. Uh, and I think I think there's even like a Sp- like Spider-Man cartoon that has that particular like comic drawn like uh, in the uh, animated. And that's why I remember that comic is that there's there's an equivalent animation for it. Um, but yeah, I don't remember what it was. I just remember that Carnage was always like really sick and sadistic and he just said something messed up. And just the, I think it was some response that Venom had that made me laugh. <laughs> Classic. Brilliant. Um, and then how about you, Greg? Um, there's a comic called Belial. It's a, they, they got three issues out so far and um, they actually reference one of my favorite movies, uh, Office Space in it. So cool. uh, it's, right. it's a hilarious comic. So yeah, that one. <laughs> Brilliant. And then is it who, who's that published by? Is that a DC one? Or no? um, it's, it's, a new, it's a new one. Uh, Bonfire Press, which is Chuck uh, Pino and uh, Sean Barbar. I think I just butchered his last name. Um, but he's also he's part of Inkstinct. <clears throat> I think that's what his company is called, or his art right. is called. Cool. Excellent. Um, and then uh, quickly changing gears, um, you move from funniest comic to saddest comic. Um, for you, Greg, what's the saddest comic? Uh, Death in the Family, just because Jason Todd dies. And uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. very much so. It's like spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert for a very, for a fairly old comic. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, that, but that's why I like uh, Arkham Knight, even though I kind of changed a couple things. Uh, that game was awesome, and um, mm. I didn't even think it was him until they started like showing him way too much in like flashbacks and other things. And I was like, ah, mm. okay, Is that right? <laughs> Got ya. yeah, totally. And how about you, Dylan? Uh, it's funny. I, I, I don't have like a ton of uh, sad ones that I remember, but there's like a few that I remember that I've, I've, I know of the comics and I've read, uh, you know, collections of them over the years. But like some of some of the saddest ones that I remember are just like uh, the death of Superman, which was, that, that was one of the ones that I, I remember hearing about and I still ended up, you know, I still ended up reading it and, you know, being saddened by it. But it's, I think it was like the first time they killed a major superhero in comics Mm-hmm. Um, and actually killed him. And so, like, it was like that one was a pretty crazy one. And then, definitely, um, uh, definitely the one that Greg referenced because it's just like, yeah, like, it's just knowing, knowing that, you know, was, was it Batman's one rule, like, you know, don't kill anybody leads to, uh, yeah, the death of, you know, someone he's trying to take care of that he's supposed to be mentoring and watching out for. So, it's definitely, uh, definitely one of the most tragic, uh, comics for sure um and then in in the same letter of correspondence between the two of you uh, you both asked what's the scariest comic that you've read Dylan. uh honestly for me like i don't think because i haven't read many horror comics uh and i since since we've started serial nova comics i've seen a few since um i think i think probably just just from what i i've never 
like watched a scary movie and like legitimately been scared. I remember laughing at like Children of the Corn as a kid and Chucky, where like my brother was terrified of like cornfields for a long time. So like for for me, like I, I haven't really come across a comic where like I was like, oh my god, like what is that? Like I I, I find the art so fascinating and like even, even when it's meant to be scary, it's to me it just seems like cool artwork. <laughs> And how about you, Greg? Um, yeah, I'm kind of like the same way. Um, we even make our own like horror anthology thing, and I have some pretty messed up stuff that I wrote in it. Um, guess I'm psychotic, but uh, <laughs> so it's not a horror comic. It's actually our very first like version of our uh, comic, The Seer Chronicles. It was just very bad. So, <laughs> so, um, so like, yeah, that is a. Uh, it's not great. So. <laughs> You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I changed my mind. I think that is the scariest comic. Our first version of the Seer Chronicles, which was just absolutely atrocious. Yeah, yeah. It was like we got that in, and then we like. I think like I think I've looked at it one time since since uh, you know we've redone it twice, <laughs> uh, and definitely that first one is uh, yeah, it was unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying <laughs> excellent um now moving on to my favorite question um what is your favorite cover greg um <laughs> well it's actually the cover for our first issue of our comic series inc um it's because it's like technically the first comic that we made that um people liked <laughs> uh, yeah so it's just it's pretty awesome just how it is and like anytime I show it off people are like oh that's awesome I was like oh, yeah yeah yes it is so. <laughs> awesome and that and that's the one where there's like a guy kind of like pushing his chest into the air yeah 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 no it's super cool um yeah so folks if you um search Sir Nova Inc one and then you should be able to find it but basically there's a there's a dude um, pushing his chest up into the air. It's like got a purple background, but like there's clearly light kind of either shining up from him. Yeah, mm-hmm. around him. And... Is it? It's emitting from him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it's really well done. I really like it. I really like the design. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. And, and what's Ink about? Sorry. Hmm? What What's Ink about? Oh, the actual um... comic itself. So it's a tattoo artist that uh, he's like burdened by this like magical, I guess, ability that he's given, um, and he has like only 70, 72 hours to like figure out if he actually wants to have this ability or he dies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, full on, awesome, and that's available on the CNAVA website. Yep. So. Yep, and I have copies, so if you just message me on Facebook or wherever, I can just send you one if you <laughs> Cool, <laughs> nice, nice. Excellent. And then how about you, Dylan? What's your favorite cover? Um, well, my favorite cover hasn't been released yet, but it's actually Ink 2's cover, but uh, like an actual public cover that people would recognize uh, for me, it's definitely The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, issue 30, uh, 316, where Venom basically has Spider-Man on his back with a bloodied claw, and it's, it's one of, like, the most iconic Venom images to begin with, but it's, it's kind of similar, like, how I mentioned, like, you know, the death of Superman, a lot of those tragic moments, 
Um, and, and it's kind of like how we write our comics. Like we, we want to build up characters in there. So you care about them, but like, we definitely are going to games of throne it and, uh, or game of thrones. It, there's the way to say that. And, you know, there's going to be characters that people might really end up liking. And if they die, they're dead. They're not going to be bringing them back to life. And so essentially I, I do like when a comic shows a hero fall. In fact, um, uh, one of the uh, indie creators that we work with, uh, I think I think it's Ed uh, Jowett. Is that correct, Greg? The one that has the uh, the girl who has like a really messed up life, but she becomes a superhero and she gets beaten, and that's when yeah. she has to basically turn her life around to end up ultimately beating the villain. Like it, it, it's, I think it's so much more powerful when a hero is fallen first than it is, uh, you know, when they you know, are, are winning the whole time. Just like when Batman gets his back broken by Bane and then he works, he basically works out until his back is better. Um, you know, I, I find those stories so much more fascinating. So yeah, that's probably why this particular uh, cover is so, so interesting. For sure. And it's a, it's a Todd McFarlane classic, I yeah. guess. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, brilliant. And uh, yeah, no, I just, I just, interesting to to read above the title it says the non-mutant superhero so yeah obviously this is a a, a time when they were having to like compete with themselves with x-men i guess to sort of say like he's a non-mutant it's (laughs) the mutant and stuff that's funny isn't it um yeah cool um excellent um and then um what comics do you repeatedly read the most Greg, <laughs> and and you both have the same answer for this, which is really interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I have yet to uh, reread a comic because I have a pile of them, and it. I'm there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. And and for me, it's uh, honestly like, uh, other than maybe the Batman: The Dark Knight Rises, the first comic I like I mentioned, I recall. Um, that one I've probably read a couple times, but I don't like repeatedly read it. Uh, like I haven't read it in several years, but like you know, several years ago I did read it again, and probably a few years before that I read it, um, and then obviously the first time I ever read it. So like I, that one I've probably read a few times, uh, but mostly like the comics I reread are just our comics before they're finished. <laughs> so I'm sure I've read through our comics 150,000 times, uh, most mostly because I, I do the primary editing of our comics, so. You know, every page that comes in, I review it. And and then, you know, we get five pages in, I review all five of them individually. Then I read through all five to make sure collectively they make sense. I compare them to the first five we got to make sure they still match the storyline. So, yeah, I definitely uh, read our comics repeatedly. But outside of that, yeah, I don't I, I don't really reread comics. It's um, It's kind of, I feel like a really good comic is kind of like a really good movie. If you've ever seen The Book of Eli... Um, it's you can't watch it twice and have the same experience. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, it was something like that, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's probably like yeah. the di- same difference between like film and uh, like what are they? It's like film and cinema, right? Like, uh, you could watch the Marvel movies over and over again; they're all exciting. But there's certain certain movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe you really can only watch once to get the same effect because it won't have that same effect after. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. Yeah, just a one-use film. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and it's funny. Single use. I feel like those films probably gross the most in the box office, but probably make less DVD sales. Like that's at least how I would imagine it. Yeah. And I feel like if you write a really good comic, it probably is more of a one-time read, and then it's a collector. Like I feel like that's how I see really good written comics. So that, that that's at least why I haven't reread many comics. And I think the few comics I probably would reread, I didn't own. They were my barbers. So <laughs> that's probably why. <laughs> Fair play. Um, and then uh, getting into the, the nitty gritty in your letter correspondence, um, what's the most meaningful comics to you? Greg. Me? No. Um... Uh, issue one of Ink because it was our first comic that we actually created and published and stuff um, that I count as our first one. So, <laughs> yeah, for me it's actually the same answer, but for a different reason. So, like we had we created a, another comic before that, but that's the one that we ended up reworking anyways, so it wasn't really <laughs> that good. Um, but for me, Ink was the first one that uh, I actually edited. And interestingly enough, it ended up being um, like all the people that follow us, that was the favorite. And it was so interesting because I wasn't expecting that because the way that it was edited was Greg had written the script and given it to the artist before I could review it. And then we ended up getting artwork back that didn't we couldn't fill the amount of text in the artwork that was required. It would have been too much dialogue. So I basically had to look through the artwork, figure out what the main point of the story was, and then I had to re- redo all of the script, and instead I turned it into a narration rather than dialogue. And so you just kind of see stuff happening in the background while you're getting introduced to this world and this character through an internal dialogue of narration. And I think that people really responded to that well. And because of that, that became like my favorite you know, uh, comic, and I, that, one, that one motivated me to edit all of our other comics and now, basically, all, all of our comics, except for one of them so far, um, I've done the uh, major editing on, which has been very, very cool. So that, that was like a turning point where I went from basically CTO and only building the website and doing the technical side of things to actually being involved in the creation of the comics themselves. Nice. That's awesome. That's almost like a Marvel method yep. <laughs> type thing, basically, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that you did there um, yeah that's pretty cool nice um excellent um and then uh following that what's the most underrated comic <laughs> i don't know what greg wrote but I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you what i wrote and it's mitten space pilot <laughs> because uh basically that that's our first uh e or was it e-rated comic like rated for everyone yeah. And uh, I think it was really well done. The artwork's phenomenal. Uh, J.R. Uh, Harris is the artist we work with. Um, and also, it's the first comic of ours I didn't edit, and it was still really good. So I'm excited about that. That means that, uh, you know, Greg's getting getting better, and we're working with other editors as well. So that's why I think it's underrated. <laughs> Fantastic. And then how about you, Greg? Um, there is a creator-owned company like us called uh, Catalyst Comic Studio, and they have a superhero series called Tilt, and the whole series is awesome, even though I don't think I read the last issue yet, but um, <clears throat> that's in the pile. Um, that that first one is just awesome. Like, 
it begins with the hero, uh, Patrick Tilt, um, on the wing of an airplane. And we had uh, the creators of the comic on a podcast, and they were actually talking about how they were at a Comic-Con. <clears throat> and uh, somebody actually came up to them and said, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you, what? <laughs> and <laughs> there's a there's a superhero dude on a wing of an airplane eating a tuna sandwich. Like, well, that, that wouldn't make any sense. Like, the sandwich would fall out. Like, that's what you have a problem with? <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't spend your disbelief like that much yeah. like to... <laughs> come on dude <laughs> oh that's hilarious um no that's great and then uh, how big of a series is that sorry tilt like is it how many issues oh. are there in that series Do you know um four 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 Sure four. Four. And is that a complete series, or do they? Uh, yeah, the plan to continue it in any way? Yeah, the first plot arc, yeah. and then I think uh, he's going to return at some point. But he said, like after that, like you're not going to see him for a while because they got other comics to make. Yeah, sure, cool, <laughs> nice. Um, definitely have to check that one out for sure. Um, and then, uh, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be? <laughs> Um, I, I mentioned uh, I've mentioned it several times, and I definitely would still bring it. And uh, mine would be Batman: The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. And uh, like I said, it's funny. I'm a big Marvel fan. I definitely enjoy Marvel more than DC. But uh, that particular comic, being like the first comic I really remember reading, and it being my dad's comic uh, and my dad's favorite superhero, Batman, um, like that's definitely uh, the one I would take because it'd be you know, memorabilia, as well as the fact that it was the graphic novel version, which was the collection of the released comic. So it would be a longer read as well with a good story. Nice. And how about you, Greg? Uh, probably the first issue of Tilt, just because it's funny and I like superhero comics. So it'd be a good thing to have. So you can laugh off, like, you know, the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about yeah you just gotta uh laugh and kind of just kind of go with it i guess <laughs> excellent um cool um well um on top of uh both of those series um what weapon tool or useful item would you like to take with you as well for me for me uh i actually kind of mentioned it in my first response which is I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring weapons with me. I would bring these books with me that I mentioned earlier, like just quickly, like the bushcraft, mm. deadly skills, everyday things, or physics of everyday things and stuff matters because honestly, no matter what I create, something might happen where that can get stolen or broken. And the better thing would be the knowledge to build up more of them. So I don't think, I, other than maybe like a knife, but I feel like I would be able to get access to that. Um, if I had uh, even just one of these books, uh, preferably bushcraft or the deadly skills, right? Because if I got deadly skills, I can take someone else's tools. And if I've got bushcraft, I can make my own tools. So, um, you know, definitely one of those is what I would bring. If I could, if I could only bring one of those, it would probably be the bushcraft one uh, so I can eat and, eat and sleep well. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. You bet. Excellent. Uh, how about you, Greg? Um, I'm not the kind of person that would have a weapon. Uh... He's like a lightsaber. <laughs> there you go. Um, I would, I don't know. Let's say like a 
I was gonna say a crossbow, but I've never even used one. Uh, They're I'll, pretty easy. Yeah. So, like, you know, you can you can learn it in an afternoon. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. learn it in like ten minutes. Like a crossbow <laughs> or anything you know. like archery related, because I always like wanted to do that. I just never did. So, if anybody tries yeah. to come near my comics or whatever, I'll just you know shoot them with an arrow. <laughs> sure, man. Or whatever you can stick in the in the actual crossbow thing. That's the good thing about a crossbow yeah. uh, thing. You, like as long as you can fashion it to kind of like fit in the in the actual uh, loading bay, yeah. um, it can pretty much shoot anything. Yeah, yeah. Unlike like getting a bow and arrow, then you'd have to make sure like it have to be really situated. Yeah, the crossbow is definitely a, a better move. Yeah. Yeah. Defo. Nice one. Um, well, uh, Dylan Mislowick and uh, Greg Moquin, thank you so much for sharing your comics with the apocalypse. It's been a real pleasure. Same here. Excellent. Um, and for the listeners, one more time, uh, where can they find you online? <laughs> uh, so yeah, we can find us uh, basically, our website is sirnovacomics.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Probably Medium, uh, YouTube, TikTok. We're on every platform that you can have a platform on, all under Sirenova Comics. Uh, no one, no, we've been able to claim that everywhere. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find nice us. One. Even OnlyFans. Wow. Uh, well, Greg's got the OnlyFans. <laughs> so, yeah, just look for Greg. Any <laughs> from the comics somehow. Only kidding, folks. They're not really unfair. Unless you want his feet. He does sell his feet. there you go nice nice excellent Uh, well and best of luck uh, with the digital comic con Um, I'll I'll definitely be dropping by for sure Um, sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, yeah no I just wish you wish you all the uh, best for the future excellent thank you thanks guys take it easy ciao bye Thanks again to Dylan and Greg for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will let me know that you liked it, but I believe that helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Dylan and Greg's work, or follow them on social media. Those links are in the show notes, along with all our links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future, I'll see you next time. Bye for now.